Welcome once again to the 315 Podcast from Jackson First Baptist Church. My name is Keith and this is a ministry of Jackson First Baptist Church where we are committed to giving God's answers to the questions of our day. I'm blessed today to be joined by two pastors, usually just one pastor, but such a wonderful topic, two pastors. Pastor Rick is here. You've heard him on other podcasts and then as oftentimes, Pastor Chris is here and guys, it's good to have you both around the mic. Amen. It's good to be here, and I look forward uh, to the discussion, and then also as we work through this topic as a team. I'm excited to be here with all of you. I know that uh, I was actually listening to a podcast this morning before coming in and had several folks on it, so this will be fun. Well, hopefully it was a 315 podcast, right, Chris, that yeah. you're listening to as well. <laughs> Today our, our topic is, is one uh, that I think every listener, no matter their age group, uh, would be interested in, and it's, it's entitled, Listening to the Correct Voices, with the tagline, Secular versus Spirit-Filled Wisdom. Guys, as, as you both know and can speak to in a moment, I want to try to facilitate this at the beginning part with you, and so, so that you guys can kind of settle into it with me. Uh, you both are different walks of life at this point, mm-hmm. or stages of life. Uh, uh, Chris is, has, has a young one at home and a young family, and Rick is an old person, that's right. uh, <laughs> a middle-aged age person with that, and with uh, you have four, four girls, right? Four girls, and, uh, they range from 31 down to 19. Okay, and you have just one son who is three. All right, so the so the different walk of life, and then then I'm I'm in that same vote that you are, uh, with one being 29, one 27, and one 21 as well. But the question that, that comes out of this is, even though people are in every stage of life, there's truly a need for wisdom, isn't there? There is. And as you think about that, Proverbs 1 and 2 says this, uh, that to know wisdom and instruction is, is the height of life. Proverbs 10, 31 says, the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. And so there's good wisdom, and then there's not so good wisdom. Rick, for a moment, I ask you this before we, we came over to do the podcast today. Kind of talk a little bit, may, maybe just in a general sense, how, how, to, how does raising girls, what are some of the common uh, voices that, that they're trying to hear? Uh, with girls, it's, it's been a challenge. And I know that um, even one of the things that helped me was probably growing up with three sisters. And so I think that may be why the Lord blessed us with all girls, because I was around that pretty much my whole life, but uh, they are very emotional at times, and um, and um, just, just require a lot of attention, a lot of affirmation, uh, a lot of love. And ladies are detail-oriented, correct? Very detail-oriented, yes, So when, you, when, you, when they're asking for wisdom, they're not asking for a cliche, are they? They're, they're asking for not only here's what to do, but here's a step-by-step guide. Yeah, oftentimes, as I've learned, they just need somebody to listen okay. to them. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of times I know in, in my personality, I'm a fixer. I want to, I want to go straight to taking care of the the problem. But really, I think they just need a, a listening ear as they kind of talk through things in life. That's what I've learned with my girls. Is they That's just good. they just want me to listen to them. Um, and, and I've had to learn because I want to I want to tell them what to do, but I just need to sometimes listen. And then when the time is right, I can speak into their life and and share um, direction and wisdom. From and and we're not saying that that's cat- category of everybody that's in that way as a young lady. Uh, we all go through different stages of life. Some, some ladies 
have a kind of different perspective as well. Chris, you're raising a, a boy, uh, all boy, yeah. uh, and, which is a good thing. Yeah. With a, how, how different is that when, what are the voices that are speaking into him right now? Well, it's, I guess it's just different avenues in which we uh, open up to him, whether it's through shows we watch or programming that we uh, make him a part of uh, through his school and um, also, you know, at home with what we read. Uh, so I guess the the voices that he get, it gets is what we're, we're more responsible for because of his age. So, but but even let me let me bring a little more clarity to, to our discussion together because uh, you're tracking down the right line. But these are the voices that that we may be speaking to them. But what are the answers that people are wanting at the different age groups? Let's talk about what are the answers that are Josiah's looking for at three because he does have questions yeah. at three. Yeah, with him, he's a unique processor, um, so he wants to know why things the way they are. So he'll pick up a, a toy and go, what, what's this and, and how? When he asks how, he wants to know how it was formed. Um, so he's really at that early stage of understanding the why with, with the details that he's crossing. Um, um, and if I'm doing something, he wants to know why I'm doing it. And so that, that's what he's always searching for is the why. So is he, does he also ask the why of discipline, the why you want him to do things? Sometimes he doesn't ask, but we, we share it with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we, you know, we want to be um, good stewards with what God's given us. So when we do discipline, uh, we'll have a time of explaining why we chose to discipline and why you know, we want things to go the way that they should or what we're keeping him from. That's good. Um, pa Pastor, as you think now deeper mm -hmm. uh, into the conversation, what are the, the voices or the questions that uh, teenage girls, young adult girls have, have in this day? I think the you, know, you mentioned earlier about the, the voices that may be speaking into them, what they see, like culture, I guess. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's acceptance. Um, you know, it's a large value is placed on the way they look. You know, are they um, attractive? Are they thin? All of those things that they're they're seeing from the worldview, I guess, uh, and then that that weighs on them because absolutely they um, have oftentimes you know asked you know Dad how's this dress look? How did these this outfit? How does my hair look? So it's all about that um, acceptance or, or or appearance from the worldly standpoint and trying to encourage them to think more about their value and who they are in Christ versus what the world is shoving down their throat, really, through social media and TV um, has always been a challenge. I don't, I don't know if that's what you're... That's exactly, that's exactly what we're working through. Working with college, college kids right now and actually working with age, every age group, listening to the correct voices, there's always a voice that's pouring into you. For example, in the college, when, when I, we met with them a few weeks ago, began a new series, I asked them the question. One of the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the nights that you did not get to be with us, Chris, but I asked them, why were they so struggling to find, find a vocation? And here's what they said, mm -hmm. because everybody's asking us all the time, what are we going to do? What do we want to do? And so those voices are pressing into people. And so what I want to do with you guys today is, is to help those who are listening to say, I have all these voices. You know, what's the correct voice? What's not the correct voice? How, how do we, we kind of guide that? 
from your perspective as, as dads, from perspective as a spouse, you know, our, our wives look into our lives and sometimes the voice that they hear, now so y'all talk to this, either one of you, if you feel led to, and if you don't feel led to, you don't have to. But sometimes our wives, because of our lack of speaking, they hear voices of the assumptions and trying to figure out. So this is a, this is a bigger question than just what are they listening to, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's it's preparing um, for them. Uh, I guess from the spousal side of things, um, some of the things that Catherine and I work through is. Um, voices that are affirming as opposed to voices that are contentious or dividing. Um, and then also of when we work off assumptions, then there's going to be a breakdown in communication. And so it's better to be overly communicating than it is to have the assumption and then we fight down the road or argue or, or there's a disconnect. You used a phrase right there that most of us men say say that needs to be but we don't want it over communication yeah so you would say over communication is better than not enough correct yeah especially within the marriage yeah wow. i agree with that yeah wow folks you need to hear particularly guys and uh, ladies you feel free to say that pastor chris said for you to say in a conversation <laughs> it's better to have over communication right well and then it i think for them it removes the wonder of why mm-hmm. um and and it even takes away the the impact that the devil can have on their mind. Um, because if they're as, assuming what our intentions are or what we're doing with our time or where we are or, you know, all those different things, then that's, that's a, an avenue of dissension yeah. when we don't communicate. And, and Pastor Rick, we, we, in all of our first podcast, uh, almost a year ago, I guess now, we talked about a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about here is a secular, which is a non-biblical worldview voice, versus a spirit-filled voice, which is a biblical worldview, and so we hear both people hear both sides. That Satan, Satan gives us plenty of secular views, mm-hmm. right. but God has His view, which does not change. Correct. And as you folks are listening to us, trying to get you to to the place of a correct voice, it comes back to this: it's that we believe that God's voice is always right. Amen. And in and, and lordship, we, we surrender to that as well. But why do people, well, let's just talk about this for a moment. Why, why do people, uh, either one of you jump in here, why do people struggle to come to an understanding of the correct voice? I think, I mean, I'll go with just, just knowing raising our girls and talking about the family. And um, the, the, I mentioned there's so many influences from the world that are, are driving in. Everywhere you look, you know, whether you're at social media, it's on the TV shows that are out there, everything's pushing this worldview that's not biblical. And so then uh, it becomes all about, especially with girls, the image, you know, how, how do they look and those kind of things. It's just, it's just highlighted in our culture. And that's, you know, the, the intent that God has for us is to, is to marry one man, or for women, marry one man, and um, to be together for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so that's not the same thing that culture is shoving down. So the peer pressure is peer a loud pressure. voice. Yes. Isn't pride a loud voice too that says everybody else is coming up with their own way, I need to as well? Yeah. And I would, I would you know, to piggyback off that thought too is um, where, we're, where we pull our source from will dictate how we handle it. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but oftentimes in those sources, when we're searching for them, the one that's the loudest in the room is the one that emotionally has an impact on us. Right. Um, and we've kind of seen it in the craze of um, the social justice um, impacts right. recently. We've seen it uh, now fervently with the abortion uh, critique and, and the battle that's going on in that. It's, you know, oftentimes we think the loudest person is what the majority is for, but it's often just the loudest person. Yeah, that's true. So would you say that it's important that when we come into a time of listening that we already have a subtle voice that we're following? Yes. And I, I folks hope you hear that, that we have a subtle voice. You, you guys know that, as well as I, that there's just great weight. There's great weight. There's never a moment, particularly with a lady, that she turns off her mind. We as guys shamefully turn off our minds at times. Uh, scripture says to have the mind of Christ. Amen. So we would we would say there's God has a voice. We want to listen to that voice. We want it to be settled. As we walk through these things, swallow your pride. Don't let the pressure of the world dictate your voice. But let me go a little bit deeper here. What happens? Either one of you jump in again. What happens when all we're getting is the wrong answer? How does that flush out? And and don't just you don't need necessarily think about your families. Thinking in general, exactly. you know. I, I, let me give an example of that. If if a man is is struggling in his marriage, he's struggling in his marriage. He's at work, and all the voice that he's hearing is this other person saying, "Well, if I were married to you, I'd be doing this. I I would love you this way. I'd care for you this way. I you know because he's sharing with her all the frustrations of that. So so what is what is the fallout when you, all you hear is the wrong voices? Well, I mean, potentially in that setting you're talking about, it could lead to uh, an affair, um, which is which is sin, you know, taking you down the wrong road. Um, the correction would be that you don't get into that kind of situation. You know, those kind of things, mm -hmm. those conversations need to happen within the within the family unit with the spouse. Uh, not sharing those frustrations in the workplace or with any other person outside of the marriage to, to keep it whole. Yeah. Place to stay. When, when you're working with students, mm -hmm. as we all do, and they come in and, and say, I did this, whatever that might be, what percentage of the time is it that they got either bad wisdom or the wisdom came from their secular own mind? Um majority of the time <laughs> I, I would say if it's if it, definitely if it's a bad decision because um, I think when we're left to our own devices we're prone to walk away from where the truth is and so um, because we we want to empower ourselves or think that we did the right thing and and oftentimes what it does is just leads us astray because mm -hmm. um, we're not following a standard that's set before us of holiness we're following um, really our heart um, which we know the Bible tells us is deceitful mm -hmm. um, and and so I think within students uh, the peer pressure is such a heavy influence that they will shut down the voice of truth if they don't have the foundation because they don't want to be the outcast in the room they don't want to be the different one they don't they, they don't want that pressure of being odd. Um, so if you don't have your identity settled, yeah. that's another avenue for a wrong voice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Proverbs seventeen twenty four says this, that 
the discerning one sets his faith, faith and face toward God's wisdom. But the eyes of a fool go to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. So, so here's, here's a good question. Does God offer us a path to wisdom? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So the guys in the room saying absolutely and that God does offer us a path of wisdom. Let me walk you guys through, through what the Bible says. And you, you guys know this as well. God has a path of wisdom. And it, and it begins with the Bible. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so y'all tell me a little bit. What is the Bible? The Bible is the living word of God okay. uh, that he has passed down uh, through generations and various authors in which he has spoken through um, and the Holy Spirit has guided the formation of it. So, Pastor Rick, as you, you work with a lot of people and with your, your girls and your precious wife, we know James 1, 4, and 5 says, if any person lacks wisdom, doesn't say Christian or not. You know that? It doesn't say Christian True. or non Christian. It said if any person lacks, we, we assume the text is relating to Christians, but God has his word for everybody. Mm-hmm. So if, if they lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally. So h- how would you direct us to say, I've got these three teenagers and they're filling me full of questions? How do you biblically respond to questions? I think. I mean, you, you encourage them to get into the Word of God. If you research God's Word, um, all the all the topics of life are in there. Ah. And so it's a matter of taking that time to, to get into the Word of God. Uh, and, and we as a family, I mean, people may think we're weird, but, but we literally bring everything to the Lord. I mean, we just do. That's the way we've lived once we became Christians. Uh, we modeled that in our home. Now, we're not... We're not, you know, sitting around shoving God's word down our children's uh, hearts or lives, but we we live it. You know, okay. we, we live out, we model um, living for the Lord, and 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 we tell our kids, you know, if, if it's anything, they're buying a, um, if they want to buy their car or whatever. We're like, let's let's ask, won't you pray about that? And 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 then of course we help them with the practical things of budget and things um, like that too. So but, you so you would say that. If you don't have the answer, you say, let's go to God's Word and find Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's, that's important. Mm-hmm. It's not that we have to have it in our mind in that moment, but we know where to go. Yeah. And so, folks, we would say God's path of wisdom begins with owning a Bible. And we have the 315 podcast. If you don't have a Bible, just reach out to us at 315podcast at jacksonfbc.com. We'll be more than happy to get you a Bible. That's mm-hmm. where it b- b- begins. And then also we'll be happy to help you maneuver through that. We have a new Christian, many new Christians in the church. One of them was saying, I'm reading Corinthians right now. And he says, it'll make a bit of sense to me. Can you help me here? As I took that minute to do that, he said, now it makes sense. So we, we have a Bible. But when, when, you, when you become a Christian, he gives you the Holy Spirit, doesn't right. he, guys? Yeah. Because that's the second thing, a path of wisdom. We, we read just this morning in our reading plans as a staff in Matthew 16, where Jesus says to, to Peter, remember that, who, who do men say that I am? And he told him. He said, who do you say that I am? And he said, thou art the Christ. Mm-hmm. And Rick, what, you remember we talked about this more. What did he respond back to him when he, when he gave the right answer? Remember he, remember he said to me, as you uh, read this morning, that men did not reveal this to you. Remember that? Right. It was revealed by the, the Spirit. Yeah, that's exactly what you were talking about. It's revealed by the Spirit. And, and Chris, in 1 Corinthians 2, it, it talks about how that the Spirit of God will give you understanding. Talk us through that. From How does the Spirit do that? Well, when, we, <clears throat> when we're walking with Him, uh, then 
what happens is, is we become more in tune to listen to him. So if the Spirit of God is speaking uh, through us, it can come through our prayer time. Um, it can come through um, our pleading with Him. Um, but it, I found in my personal life that when I'm seeking out His guidance or um, Him speaking through me, it comes through His Word. Um, now there are times when, um, you know, I He I'm positioned in a way to share my faith or uh, a moment to speak truth. Um, and I can feel a prompting from within uh, my spirit that that I need to do that. Um, so it can come within, it can come through my prayer life, but it also most often than not comes through my time in the Word. Mm-hmm. But that time in the Word, now folks hear this, that time in the Word apart from the Spirit does not merit you the answer. No. Uh, 1 Corinthians, again, chapter 2, verse 12 says, we've received not the Spirit of the world, that would be the secular wisdom, but we have received the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand the things freely given to us by God. So God freely gave us the Word, mm-hmm. and He says, mm-hmm. "As as you read, and I, my Spirit will give you understanding." And and then Chris, you said use the word prayer, and prayer is so vital. Yes, as Rick, you you identified that with your family, and folks, mm-hmm. slow down, right, and pray with your family. Right. And yeah, I was going to say that when. You, know, you talk about things in life and, and learning those things and, and how to how to navigate, I guess. When you're spending time with the Lord, you may not be covering a particular topic that you need an answer for at that time. It's just it's just having that daily interaction with Christ and prayer. And it may be something several months down the road that surfaces that you need to know what biblically the right thing to do is. And God brings that back to remembrance through the Holy Spirit because you've already spent that time with him previously. And so um, I just think it's important just to, to establish a, a discipline to be spending time with God on a regular basis. Um, and then as you navigate in life, the Holy Spirit does bring to things to light that you need to be aware of that are biblical. So he's always going to do his part with wisdom, am I correct? Mm-hmm. He's always going to put out there for us the correct voices. So we have to take the time to listen, have a copy of God's Word, or, or you can have it digitally. There's nothing wrong with that. But every day you're in it, trusting in God, dealing with sin, praying. Now, here's a good question for you guys. How do, how do we determine if what we're hearing is either secular or spiritual? How do we determine which, which, which voice it is? I think it's got to line up with God's Word. All right, it's got to line up with God's Word. Yeah, no, I, I agree because um, <clears throat> we know that He won't speak apart from what's already the standard. And so that, that's always the self-check if it's something that would line up with a character or uh, with what's already been um, done through the Word, then that we know we can find faithfulness in that text. Okay, so, but again, it, you've got to be in it because yeah. if you just say, uh, like my grandmother would say, well, I, I, the Bible says, and I would just come back and say chapter and verse, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and folks, listen to this today. If you're watching preachers online or, or podcasts with people, and there's never there's never a check of the Word of God, if if there's never say saying God led me to this from His Word, you you can chances are that it's going to be secular viewpoint. Right. And I and I know this. I have to go back myself because sometimes I forget. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a great a great comment you made because there are so many different. Uh, I guess I don't want to say interpretations or when people speak 
it, it is vital that people going to church or watching online are looking into God's word for Amen. themselves to see that that truly is something that the Lord said. Because things sound so good, don't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, Joel Osteen speaks a lot, and I'm sure I'll get some emails with that, but that's okay. Uh, he often speaks, and it's so good. It's, I mean, you can sit there and, and just wonderful, right. but if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, I don't care how good it is, it's, it's not of value. Correct. And, and the other side of the thing is, is knowing the person's handling of the Word of God. Because, you know, in this abortion debate, mm-hmm. there's... Uh, you know, and, and really just any of the, the justice debates, um, you'll see sometimes a trend through Twitter or other avenues where they'll throw verses out there to prove a point, not the Christians, the, un, mm-hmm. the un-Christian. And they'll say, well, what, what, how do you do with the Bible in this? And then if you go back to that passage and you read it in the context of the passage, you're like, this make, doesn't make a lick of sense other than you trying to make the Bible sound like you want it to sound. You're ripping but it, it apart. Does, yeah, you're ripping it apart mm-hmm. and then boasting in your ignorance. Mm-hmm. The danger here, though, is if I'm not in the Word of God myself, I will not see that as mm-hmm. clearly as I should right. because I'm ignorant. That's and good. so it, it's, a, it's a key thing that we're not easily swayed because of our unwillingness to do our part. And which includes in that Bible, it's good to have a good study Bible. Mm-hmm. That is consistent with the Word of God, and there's many of them out there. ESV has a great study Bible. Uh, R.C. Sproul has, has a great study. There's so many of NASB. There's so many of them good that are out there. But and, and folks, I hope you're hearing this. Answer this question, guys, for us: How do we keep the wrong voices out? How do we keep the wrong voices out of our lives? I think you have to. Again, you have to guard your time and be careful what you're allowing to go into your mind. Okay. You know, um, we intentionally we um, don't watch a lot of the news. Um, we minim- minimize how much of that we're watching just because of the the negative influence that it has. Uh, social media we've cut way back on as a family. Um, you know we're not totally out of touch, but we are scaling way back on those kinds of things. Uh, and then trying to saturate our minds with things of the Lord. You know, listening to Christian music. Uh, podcasts that are are biblical trusted sources yeah and spending time with the lord daily you know philippians 4 7 says this when we bring everything to god he says this that he will guard our hearts and guard our minds Mm -hmm. and and as you're as you're doing these things but there's this other thing chris that you can talk to for a moment no you can in in, in matthew 12 we read it this week 43 through 45 jesus says that when, when a demon is taken out of a home they sweep the home, and then they, it's, but the demon comes back with seven more. Talk to me about it, how important it is not only to remove things, but what, what do you replace it with? So, yeah, I, with, the, with the removal, uh, it's that I want to live a different way or, or go down a different path. Um, but if I continue to return to the same thing over, then I didn't give it over in faith. And I think up front, if we want a life change or if we want, you know, to be different than what we're already going down, it has to come through faith in order for it to be accomplished. If it's just me half-heartedly saying, I don't want this in my life anymore, then a week later when when the attack comes harder, I'm just going to give in to it. Mm -hmm. But if it's done in faith and submission to God, then 
that means that I'm daily, it's going to be mindful of prayer that I've given over to him. It's going to be not just my intention, but I'm, I'm all, if it's a big thing, I want to pull someone in to walk with me on mm-hmm. it. So I'll have a source of accountability, but also someone that's there to help fight the battle um, through prayer and, and that time. So I think it's just the wisdom would be um, that if you know it needs to be removed, remove it. But do so not because you feel like you have to do so because you know it affects your walk with God and you're giving it over in faith. And I think when you can do that, then it's going to cause you to dive into things that are more trusted resources um, and more divine resources like his word and and, and, and the way you plug into the church with the body of Christ uh, would help put those strongholds in place. You're exactly correct according to Scripture. Either one of you can speak to this as well. We so emphasize when we're trying to get people to listen to the right voices, you got to get the wrong voices out of your life. you got to yeah. get the wrong voices. I th- and I think that if we don't disciple and replace with good things, what we got is now an idle mind who's all they're doing is holding, holding back. Mm. You know, if you don't have any weight behind you, you can have the Holy Spirit. You can pray all day long yeah. and get up from your prayer and do the thing you did before. There's got to be replacement. For example, the replacement of, of church in your life, mm-hmm. replacement, as Chris just said, of accountability in your life, uh, replacement of the Word of God. But you've got, the, it's always remove and replace, and watch this, and then you run. And, and Rick, th- th- music's a big deal oh, yeah. with the, the voices that speak. What are some of the replacement things that you would say, hey, I listened to these things before that were of the enemy. What things should they be listening to now? Uh, there's so many Christian radio stations. Uh, there's some talk talk radio that have good good pastors that are speaking, and and you can listen to the sermons on a regular basis. Uh, podcasts that are Christian uh, based that you could listen to. Um, I know for us, I like the the 106.7 uh, Christian radio station. I think is the one we listen to primarily. Sometimes 90.7 the talk radio. Uh, because I do like to hear Joy FM and yeah, Joy FM. Yeah, but there's there's numerous. I mean, they can go to our church website and we've got our, all of our sermons there that uh, they could listen to. Um, we have this podcast that they can subscribe to. Uh, there's there's a lot of Christian related yeah things that you can replace the the secular music with. And you know, guys, with replacement too, as you as you replace the negative things that people are saying with the truth. And people are all just positive, positive, positive. God is a God of positive, but God, in that positivity, he's a God that's right. Mm-hmm. He tells truth. So, I mean, for example, if, if, if somebody's just had surgery and, and they've got a scar here, you can't just lie and say, well, that looks beautiful in the moment. You, you've got to say God's going to use that. Right. And so, folks, I just want to encourage you that God, will, in the replacement, the truth and the identity that you have, my identity is not in what someone else says, mm-hmm. or even what I say. My identity is in what he says. That's right. And I would encourage folks to, to get in, in accountability groups, meeting together. Hey, Chris, talk about running with the right kind of people. You preached on it this past Sunday um, about getting back into the house and the value of it. And then in our uh, staff time, uh, you reminded us of the verse that we have an enemy uh, that is seeking to devour us like a lion. And oftentimes, i found in my personal life that when I've not connected myself to people of God, 
then I, I'll either isolate myself or I'll put myself around people that will lead me astray. But, but the biggest danger is, is sometimes my fault would be uh, to either blame myself when I fail or to blame others um, that I got myself in that position. And what I'm not realizing is, is the devil's having a field day with me and devouring me um, and, and keeping where this, the seeds that are being sown are being removed because I've replaced it with callousness and sinfulness. And the value of walking in life with people of faith is that we can identify that with one another. We can pray. Um, and then also the influence that we'd have on one another would be that we're not easily devoured. Because a lion hunts, and when you watch the documentaries, they hunt and they pick off the either the smallest or the, the one that's outside the pack. That's right. Um, they don't just charge the center of the pack, mm -hmm. right? Because they're not easily devoured. And when we have the good stronghold of people of influence around us, then we're not easily conquered because we're walking in faith and, and we're walking hand in hand that when there is a slip, it's easily overcome than, um, than you just wallowing or, or you know being led astray. That was worth listening to the podcast for just that right That's there good. everything else is good as well which segues into the last question that we'll have for this podcast together and it is how how do we help those who are now who are are listening today and they're saying i've got somebody that's that's in the wrong voice listening to wrong voices and they're not listening to me and they're not listening to the right voice i, I put down some things like this and y'all piggyback off of it that we need to position ourselves where we're, we're available if they want to talk. Yeah, I, I put down too that you can always pray for an opportunity. Right. And then the, here's another one that you can place things in their path. For example, anonymously give them a Bible, point them, hey, hey, I listen to this podcast. You can use your social media platform uh, to put put things things up there in front of them. Tell me some other ways that you guys have thought about that you can help people to get positioned to a better voice. I think you mentioned prayer, that prayer is huge. I think sometimes we undervalue the power in prayer. Um, just um, personal testimony of you know, yesterday, there was somebody that the Lord put on my heart, and so I just was lifting them in prayer, and then I texted them. Just say, hey, praying for you, not sure why you're on my heart, but the Lord put you on my heart. Well, they kicked back within a few minutes and said they were really struggling, listening to the negative influence of things in their life right now, and that it was just a timely thing. Amen. So, so prayer is powerful. Uh, I think we need to realize that when we, and it's not just a cliche, it's not just something we say, you know, but, but God's word, praying it through, and then praying for others. And so if you've got somebody that's not, you feel like they're not listening to you or uh, they're, they're surrounded by negative influence, then begin praying for them. And, and just don't give up trusting that the Lord's going to actually move in that prayer. You know, have the Amen. faith. We talked about that yesterday wow. a little bit with faith. That's all. That's all so good. Yeah, making sure that you're worth listening to. Well, that's what that's big. Because I think sometimes we see a problem and we're like, I know the solution to that immediately. But that's that could be my own solution and not necessarily the one of faith. And so sometimes God, I don't believe, opens the door because He'd rather our mouth be shut. Um, in that circumstance until we've prayed so up make or worse. prepared. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we can make it worse. Um, but also, you know, you had kind of alluded to um, sometimes there's just that right opportunity right. Um, that, that God prepares. But also 
there are times that we don't have the wisdom to speak that truth into, and we have to be okay with that. But there's a difference in loving someone and affirming everything that they do. Mm. We have to guard against, because they live different, um, I won't ever have a chance to speak into that. Or when, am I, when I have my opportunity, I don't want to hurt them, so we'll just let them do that. And and that's not love. That's that's letting them, you know, that's be enabling. devoured. It's yeah. enabling. To, and so real love is one that will not just care for the person, but be willing to walk through hell with the person to get them out of it. And And I think that's... That's a big thing. Like if I'm looking for opportunities to speak truth into students' lives, my spouse's life, um, Josiah's, your family's, like if those opportunities present themselves, I want to make sure I'm prayed up. I want to make sure I'm studied up. But I want to make sure that when I talk, I'm talking in love, but love that changes, not love that enables the destruction to take place. Anybody in their right mind, which is is the redeemed mind, would want someone who loves them, but who will tell them what's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and folks, I'll encourage you, if, if you're just putting up with a circumstance, hoping for the right time, you're already ruining the opportunity yeah. now. Because right. people that come to us, and that's a weight that says, here's why I'm going through. We, I just want to encourage you folks uh, to understand that we have to be loving yeah. but, but t- totally committed to their betterment through the Word of God. Listen to this. This is a live scripture, and then Chris is going to see us out of here uh, to the house today. Proverbs 14.33 says this, Wisdom vested in the heart makes you a person of understanding. But then it says this, But it even makes known this to the minds of fools. So, and it's followed up by this, that, that people who are in the wrong place don't give up because you can speak right words, words to them. And so hopefully that you'll understand what we've talked about today. Listening to the right voice is the voice of God through his people every day. Amen. Amen. And we thank you for listening in as you always do on our 315 podcast as we release those each Thursday at 315. Uh, we hope that you would share uh, these podcasts. Um, and then also if you have more questions or follow-up thoughts to this particular podcast, you can reach out to us. All of our information is in the description on whatever listening platform you are choosing to use. And we uh, look forward uh, to being with you again next week. Thank you and have a good day.